Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient 18s in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. That's right, I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. Go get in touch with me. It's TomBartonSports over on gmail.com. And I do try to get and interact with, with just about everybody. Um, I, I definitely want to get into a few things. Look, I told you guys I wasn't going to come back um, for this week. I was going to skip a week. But uh, we had media day uh, for the Ivy Leagues, and I wanted to make sure that I jumped on board media day and, uh, you know, kind of gave you a, a couple of things. Plus, the mailbag is overflowing. Uh, yeah, you guys write me, and I, I do want to touch on a couple of things that people said, including the idea that I, I, I kind of was leaning towards Harvard. Look, that, that's what I was saying, and I... Gave Yale and Princeton their props, but I overlooked Penn, apparently. That's what people said. So I definitely have to go out there and uh, make amends for that. Also, I do want to give a shout-out and a thank you to Reddit FCS over on Twitter. It's Reddit uh, underscore FCS over on Twitter. They said I was one of the better uh, podcasts to listen to for the Ivy Leagues, and hey, thank you very much. Uh, that's a good compliment, and I'm glad that we're doing it. You know, I've been doing radio for uh, years and years and years, but this is purely a passion project, right? I mean, absolutely purely passion. I don't get paid a dollar for this. I don't do uh, advertising on this. I don't do anything else than just love the Ivy League, and I love Ivy League football. And with the new nil deal and all that and the the realignment and everything, I I think people are going to start realizing how pure and great the college football game is when you're talking about the Ivy League. So real quick from Media Day, and um, a lot of this you could find over on, on other Ivy League stuff. Just a couple of things. Um, You know, we talk about the Ivy League football, and it was the kickoff, and this was on the 14th. The Ivy League football um, kickoff, and they are still sticking with the same model. And and that's refreshing in today's day and age where we do have nil deals all over now, and every team is worried about expansion. And uh, we have teams from the West Coast being in the Big Ten and the Big East. and It's kind of a mess all over the place except for the Ivy Leagues, where everything is perfectly fine and everything is uh, 100% strong. And the rules may be different than those that you don't know, uh, that don't know out there really what the rules are. Look, the rules are just more pure. That's what I feel like. I feel like the rules are just more pure. And we're watching college football evolve into more of a pro game, uh, for better or for worse. But people that do like the pure college game, hey, it's still here. The Ivy League is still so just a couple of comments um, that I want to throw out there from some of the head coaches and some of the uh, people that are out there. I mean, Dartmouth has an interim head coach, right? Um, he went out there and said that there's a sense of urgency, and our team has that, right? So they, they have a sense of urgency. They want to get into the preseason. Um, they really want to start the season. So, that, I mean, that's kind of interesting. And that that you could see as a new head coach or an interim head coach, uh, right, right there, biting his fingernails, ready to go, uh, going all together. Then you have Tim Murphy, Harvard head coach, right? A, a little bit more seasoned, we'll say, right? Um, and he's saying, look, this is the most balanced league he's been in in 30 years. But last year was the most balanced that I've seen maybe ever. 
I mean, maybe ever. And you're starting to see that Tim Murphy understands that, right? We're understanding that. This is not a one or a two-team league. And if I made it seem like that last week, I really didn't try to. I said there's about four teams I think that could win this thing. Uh, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's six teams. I mean, that's how deep this really does go. Princeton, uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, Bob Suris. Look, he, he's not saying anything special. He he knows he's kind of the one of the, the dogs out in front. This is how we lead. This is what we're doing. Yeah, totally, totally same thing with the L head coach, uh, Tony Reno. Um, he talked about the players. He talked about the relationships with the players. Uh, and, and then you get to the Penn head coach, um, Ray Priori. Look, he said they have high standards. They have 18 Ivy League championships, right? We have a standard of success. It's been a building block, and we've been talking about it this whole offseason, which brings me to my mailbag because, look, Penn on the preseason polls was slated to finish third. They were, they were voted to finish third. Now, if you're Penn and you really, truly believe, you really, truly believe that you're the number one team, that's got to bother you a little bit. But what bothers you probably more than that is that they did not get anyone, not even one single first place vote, right? So, I mean, even Harvard did. So, right, yeah, there be uh, obviously Yale was in first, Princeton was in second, in case you guys missed last week's show. Yale was in first, Princeton was in second, uh, Penn was in third, and Harvard was in fourth. Yet, Princeton, Harvard, uh, and even Columbia got, got number one. They all got first place votes. Yale got 13. So you look at Penn, and they're really expecting to do big things this year. They get voted third and no first-place votes. Now, last season, you can say that nobody saw this coming. And I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, to say that they exceeded expectations is, is absolutely right. Most places had them finishing sixth or seventh. Uh, they had one win in 2021. And then, boom, they start the year off, six-game winning streak, and they look great. They absolutely look great. Penn also ended the season pretty well. Uh, they had Princeton. They were done, right? I mean, Penn was was done against on the road against Princeton, and they came back. They came back for the first time, for their first win since 2012 against Princeton, even though they couldn't get the Ivy League title. I mean, you've got to feel good about that, right? And they, they talk about the Princeton game often, what they did with that when they understood what that was all about. It's easy to lay down. You can't win the Ivy League title. You're behind. You're on the road. Uh, we've already had a good year. It's easy to lay down. And they didn't lay down. Right? I mean, they they didn't let, right, lay down. And the quotes that I gave you was kind of in a direct relation to this. That's what it was. Now the Quakers come back, and they have 37 seniors on the roster. You've got to be thinking, look, everybody caught, counted us out last year. Look at what we did last year. Okay? Everyone seemingly is counting us out. Sometimes the underdog role in us against the world doesn't work for teams in, in all aspects of life, right? I mean, it doesn't always work. I remember always laughing when Brady and Belichick used to say, oh, it's us against the world. Well, that's just because people didn't like you, but it's not really you against the world. Well, the Quakers are going, look, nobody's believing in us again. You have Aiden saying out there, right? He's got a whole year under his belt. He Out there again, okay? We won one game two years ago. We proved everybody wrong last year, right up until the last second of the Princeton game. So that's something to pay attention to. Their new offensive coordinator last season actually had an offense that was dead last in 2021 come up and looks really good. All of a sudden, Penn looked really good. You, you look at 
the offensive mind and the receivers, they're really good. I mean, they have a lot of pieces here. Then you look at the defense, and, and seemingly Penn's always put together a decent defense. And, I mean, you could say that about a lot of Ivy League clubs, but they really have. They led the Ivy League in sacks last year with 34. They allowed the fewest rushing yards per game at under 90. And if they can sustain any sort of that kind of, you can't run on us, so you're going to have to throw, and oh, by the way, when you go back to throw, we're going to come after you. If they can sustain any of that, this could certainly be a, a championship team. Now, they did lose, look, they did lose all Ivy defensive lin, uh, linemen, okay? They, they lost him, transferred to UCLA. He's gone. That, that's a problem, okay? But they also still have Kendron Smith and Jaden Key, two first-team all-defensive backs um, with this team. Melvin also finished last season with 50 total tackles. So you look at this and you go, all right, Penn's schedule is kind of what, what you start to break down. And I did this with a couple of teams last year, uh, or last week, I should say. And I, for some reason, I got a couple of emails. Hey, you overlooked Penn. All right, maybe I overlooked Penn. They start off this year at St. Joseph's. Okay, that's a win. Villanova, not a layover, but that's a win. That's 2-0. Lafayette, 3-0. Belmont, 4-0. Monmouth, 5-0. 5-0. They're going to start the same way they did last year, like a house on fire, 5-0. They're not going to Houston and winning. It's out of conference, but they're not going to Houston and winning. They're not going to Auburn and winning. They come back home against Harvard in a very key game. They have back-to-back against Brown and then at Harvard. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you look at this Penn team, and it's very easy for you to go, okay, I see what they're doing. I see that this team can be extremely effective. So I didn't want to put a slight on them. The reason why I talked about Harvard was because it seems to me, from the outside looking in and the publications I was looking at, seems to me that everyone's on the Princeton-Yale bandwagon. Princeton-Yale, Princeton-Yale, Princeton-Yale. And even, even some Columbia, but Princeton-Yale. I looked at the Harvard schedule and I said, look, St. Thomas are going to win. Brown, they might struggle, but they'll win. Holy Cross, Holy Cross is a good team. Yeah, all right. maybe, maybe they lose that game. It's at Holy Cross. It's in Worcester. Uh, maybe they lose that game, okay? They're going to come back. They're going to beat Cornell at home. They're going to beat Howard at home. Then they get Princeton. You get Dartmouth at home. That's a win. I think they beat Columbia in Columbia. I think they beat Penn at home. So it's Princeton and Yale. When I started to talk about Harvard, it was because everyone's looking at Princeton and Yale. They have to go on the road for both of them. If they could steal one of those games. But I did, I guess I did brush over the fact that they could lose to Penn there. And if they do lose to Penn in that spot, well, all of a sudden, Penn starts to become that team. I think it's a wide-open conference. We've talked about that a million times. I think it's a very wide-open conference, which makes it competitive, just like last year, which makes it fun. Right? I, I love it. But I did want to touch on uh, the mailbag there, which kind of got on me for just sort of breezing over Penn. I didn't want to breeze over Penn, so here's a, uh, there's a little Penn preview. I'll get into more of the teams as the weeks go on and we get very closer uh, to the actual opening kickoff, which is about a month away. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. I am Tom Barton. We are getting very close, guys. Have a very good week out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.